Welcome, everyone. You're now listening to the Fade With Your Chest podcast. And I'm your host, Mr. Lightskin, Key Squad. And on today's episode, again, another friend. I got a bunch of them. They all got different specialties. You know, they all got things that they bring to the table. Um, they all got things that they can talk about, you know, with some confidence, you know, with it's not a lot of things you're going to be able to refute. My guy, Samad, is one of these guys. Like, it, you know, he got facts on top of facts. If he's going to stand on something, he's going to be able to support it. What's happening, my G? What's good, baby? What's good? Thanks for having me on. Man, always, always, man. I appreciate you coming in. You know, since we've met, you know, it's not, it's not been a long time in terms of years. No. However, soon as it hit, it was a connection. You know what I mean? We met through a coworker of mine. But at the end of the day, we we arguing over dominoes and don't even know each other. A dominoes game on your iPhone. Like we have no real beef. But we were already arguing. <laughs> we already like, nah, you can't do this. Yeah, like you know, yeah, it clicked, man. It clicked instantly. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's the great thing about it. You know, we took a trip together right, right out the out the gate. Um, you know, within the first couple months of just kind of connecting, and we're both like that. We learned at the end of the day, like it's not necessarily just about time. It's about a bunch of factors, connections, things in common, and you know, you're one of my friends that. You know, my mom has met, my dad has met. Yeah, mom and dad came to the crib, man. We had a fish fry. Yeah, yeah. And and, 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 and you cook very well. (laughs) You know, definitely got good kudos. Hey, thank you. But your pops cook. So we want, you know, kind of, kind of comparing notes on that. But I think, you know, like you said, it's not a lot of time. But, Mm -hmm. um, and you and I have both said before, you know, I'm a, I'm a quality over quantity dude. So Mm -hmm. I ain't necessarily got a. I click with people. I'm one of them never met a stranger type people. And if it's all goodwill, you can talk shit on the dominoes or you can, you know, uh, 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 go back and forth or argue about sports or this or that. And it's, you know, it's all love, you know, so you always get that feeling though. Yeah. I mean, you always been about, if you want to talk that talk, can you back it up? You know, you know, you not just, oh yeah, you saying all that, (laughs) but when you're at, where your actions at, you know, and, if you can right. back it up, that's going to be able to allow you to accept that person even more, be able to validate that person even more. You know, I am who I am. I stand on who I am. And it will come across, you know, yeah. it don't matter how long and, you, you've been knowing me. And that's about that's 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 integrity. You know, yeah. I mean, because it's even like, hey, hey, because uh, I think that trip, the trip you talking about, it was a ski trip. It was the MLK yeah, ski yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man. it was like, same hey, same yeah. motherfucking life. Hey, man, I, I, I got this ski trip coming up. Bet I'm in. And yeah. if I tell somebody I'm in, I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm like in. it's, it's about I can back it up. Yeah. And so you yeah. said I'm in, and I was like, cool. You know, a lot of people be like, yeah. But you don't know that. You don't. Yeah, know that. He, he said he in. I got yeah. about four other cats that said they was in. 
But you were just like, hey, so when we got to shoot our deposit, what the yeah. ticket's looking like? I was like, oh, he in in. You know what I mean? I'm he he moved like I moved. Yeah. Bread, bread, good. Right. It moved like I moved. Because if you're not in, you're not going to say nothing. You're going to say, hey. I don't say I'm in. Hey, hey let me wait. <laughs> let me let you know. Sure. Yeah. Right. But I, yeah. I, I'll let you know off the rip. Like, I'm a, I checked something. We was at breakfast one day. And I, yeah. I, I checked something right then and I said, I can make this work. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and, and, I, and that's the thing about friendship and, and loyalty you know again something we have so so quick in in, in terms of years mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not something you usually get but for me when I get that with people when I get a connection early and I see that it's genuine I see it's very authentic I don't question it I ride that you know, sure you just appreciate it I mean I'm yeah. the same way I'm yeah, the same yeah. way Cause there's a lot of people we know that got a lot of years of, you know, of experience with with us that that don't match that at right. all. So when right. you catch that, and you you can't ignore that to me, you know. Right. So I I've always appreciated that about you. That one, you've been also open to receiving that type of friendship and you know inviting. Because there's a lot of people who might have had a trip. You know, and say, you know, I'm not even going to invite this person because I don't know this person like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. It it was never that. And I think when we went on the trip, we hooked up with some partners that I knew before because I had been on that trip. And then the next year or two years, you went and I didn't go and fell fell back in with them. Because, you know, if you, you know, he's a friend of ours. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was like, Oh yeah, I know dude and and right. dude, you know, one of one of our friends even hit me up on Instagram was like, "Yeah, man, your boy came through. It was nice. We missed you, but your dude came through and you know, right. he's all love." I said, "But that's what's up." You know, that's I, I what's love. up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you really vouching for the people you right. when you bring somebody around somebody else. You you vouching for them. You are. Cuz if some shit don't I want I can be able to blame you. Yeah. You know, not not the person who did wrong because I don't know them like that. I, nah, you know, but if you brought them around, sure, facts. sure, facts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, hey, look, man, you always one of them type of guys who will experiment, will try different businesses, um, you know, opportunities, things that can fall in your lap. You know, you will always kind of set yourself up to where something good come your way. Similar to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to be prepared. I, I care about that because it don't always come when you want it. No. You know what I mean? But you got to be ready when it does. Right, right. And right, I think right. that's, again, that's something else that, like you said, to my attention, I went, look, I was already ready, you know, and let me see if it just worked. What? brought you to thinking about doing the the bus conversion you got currently going on? How is it going? But also what inspired you to want to go ahead and say, you know what, I want to, I want to go this project. You always doing different projects, the yard, um, you know, the front yard, you got projects, the back yard, you got different projects. You always handy, but, but this kind of caught me off guard as your friend. You know, I said, okay, I see that's something different. I said, what brought that on? Well, you know, I think it's uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, um, one is what you just said, right? Um, when you're just talking about even being ready for a trip, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a I'm a prepper, kind of a, a doomsday prepper, whatever you want to call it. So I'm always prepared, mm-hmm. um, and 
you know, what, what do they say? Somebody like luck is what happens when hard work meets preparation or some, some saying like that. But mm-hmm. I'm always prepared. And I think that there's, there, you can't be too prepared. You can't be too prepared financially or uh, 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 education or know it how, know it all or know it uh, uh, how to. That's what I'm trying to say. How to yeah. wise. Um, I always want to be prepared for whatever life because you don't know what's going on. So you want to be prepared. And I think that this past year is something that I've been kind of eyeing. Uh, they're called schoolies. Uh, they're mm. a school bus conversion. So with the whole tiny home movement, uh, yeah. even uh, uh, two nights ago, Nomadland mm-hmm. uh, won Best Picture. And so yeah, Americans are, 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 are really worldwide, but especially in this country, we're increasingly reducing our carbon footprint um, and, and trying not to... Uh, Try not to hogs, be such energy hogs and space hogs and and be a slave to possession. So I think everybody's kind of taking a step um, to be more financially independent and live life and enjoy it. So the second thing I can attribute it to is this past year, COVID year, um, the silver lining of it was as an educator, I, I spent a lot of time with my kids. School was closed. Their school was closed. My school was closed. And so I really got to see for the first time in a long time what it took day in, day out with kids, changing diapers, yeah. potty training, yeah. teaching the kid how to ride a bike, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, cooking for them. I mean, kids of various, you know, ages and abilities. You know, I got a bunch. Right, so you got a bunch at different levels. They're not exactly. all at the same level. Different challenges along the way. Exactly, exactly. So in doing that, it was like, man, this is so rough, so tough. Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, this is so hard. But then afterwards, it was like, man, you know, I missed it. You know what I mean? Like we develop into a routine. And and even, you know, after a couple of months, by the summer, I was rolling. You know what I mean? Like I was up, you know, boom, boom, boom. Mom was leaving every other week yeah. uh, uh, going to work. Her lunch was packed. This was done. This was done. And so, I, you know, creative juices started flowing. Um, and uh, I was like, you know, nothing is promised. With, with You know, now we're up to over half a million people. Uh, dead, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and it's COVID or attributed to COVID, however you want to look at it. But nothing is promised. And so I wanted uh, an avenue where I could build something, customize it, and, uh, and, and you know, have that creative outlet. But I also wanted uh, an opportunity to go on trips. And, you know, the fun is in the trip. Uh, so, right. you know, uh, the destination is just a byproduct of us getting there. And we're going to have fun when we get there, but we're going to have fun on the way as well. So, uh, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to do something where we could all be together um, and uh, and have this tiny home and, you know, and, and be able to uh, and be able to enjoy it and uh, and make memories because it's all about balance. I mean, that's my theme for this year. My theme going forward is, you know, to stop glorifying working late and, and spending time because, you know, nobody on the deathbed says, I wish I would have worked more hours. Come on. Everybody says, I wish I would have spent more time with family. Right. I wish I would have invested more time in my marriage with my loved ones, take care of my aging parents. Those are things that are special. And mm-hmm. uh, and so that's where I'm at, man. Um, I'm not, you know, so to speak, chasing money. Um, I'm chasing financial freedom. I'm chasing the opportunity yeah. for money to do the work so that I can do what I love and enjoy. So how's the conversion coming along? I mean, I, I, of course, I'm pretty sure there's had They've had a few hiccups here and there yeah. that, that comes with anything, especially in terms of timing and, and you know, okay, yeah. hey, I'm going to get this done in a month. 
and it take a little longer than a month, which then push back everything else, you know. And you know, you're factoring yeah. in because, like you said, you're a planner. They said May, and now it's gonna be July. You know, right. that changes a whole. Them two months, them summer months. You know, you told me mm-hmm. May. I'm I could do a lot come if mm-hmm. I get it in May, and then I could treat everybody. If I don't get it till July, I gotta find something else to do with people right. during that time period. So. You know, any any dilemmas along the way? No, I mean, you you just said it exactly. I mean, and, and it was what's scary is we hadn't talked about the exact timeline, but that's exactly where I'm at. I was, mm-hmm. I was supposed to get it back. You know, we had the freeze down here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, you know, affected some of the factory workers uh, to get some sheet metal. Okay. Uh, wood prices have gone up because nobody taking vacations. Everybody decided to redo their kitchens and build an ad on last mm-hmm. year. So de- demand exceeded the supply. Um, some natural disasters hit in areas where they process right, uh, the logging right. mills and whatnot. So, no, you're exactly right. It was supposed to be May. Now it's looking like June or July with my schedule. Mm-hmm. I was shooting for being done this summer, but it's definitely been delayed um, for those uh, for those exact reasons. But to let you know where I'm at with it, uh, completely gutted it. Um, and I, uh, I did a roof raise uh, at a metal fabricator. That's what he does. Uh, raise the uh, roof on it so you can walk comfortably, put bunks in it. Uh, we got some mm-hmm. windows in. Um, after that, we're going to put down some flooring and then just kind of build it up. Now the demo process is over. Uh, okay. But you can check me out on, on Instagram, shameless plug. Six okay. off grid. That's the number Come six. Come on, six off grid. Let me six, number right six thing. off grid all together. Yeah. So, yeah, you can check me out. Uh, and, and I've been embraced, man. The schoolie community is a lot like on the movie, Nomadland. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just super helpful and everybody just a lot of well wishers that are that are willing to share their knowledge and you don't see nice. that everywhere. Nice, nice. That's good. I mean support in right. anything you do is key. right from mm-hmm. anyone, especially from strangers. But you know, yeah. you wanna just feel good about the decision you made to take a change. And anybody exactly. who say, Hey, good job, or hey, look, I've been through that too. So keep yes. your head raised high, stay motivated, stay encouraged. And Absolutely. so that's definitely great to hear that you you're able to find that along the way. Have you, you know, again, I, I said earlier, have you you do a lot of things, a lot of different things, very, very well rounded. You know, that let me know because a lot of people wonder why I get some of this. I had some of this before, but I always love it when I make friends, you know, and I really get closer to people who can do a bunch of things because yeah. those who don't do nothing, they make you feel like when you're doing two things that you're doing a whole lot, man, you should slow down, man. You, you don't keep still, man. When do you sleep? And it's like, yeah, I get a I, lot I of that. Like I got more time to do even more things, but because you lazy, now you contributing to me being a little lazy, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and a lot you, of times, have you done anything? Well, yeah. yeah, a lot of times that's people projecting. I mean, it's funny you should say um, uh, that, you know, that there was there's some motivation there because that was for me. Uh, I think we had a conversation, man, two, three months ago. or No, no, actually, it was December. Actually, I know exactly. I was driving. It was December. And you were talking about you and your daughter in that bowling league. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's. That is excellent. That's something that they can bond over. That's mm-hmm. something that you you you're a part of a team, but you're competing on the individual level. 
and, you know, the educator in me, my, my juices are flowing. I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's probably teaching her, you know, uh, you know, probability and statistics and, and, you know, I mean, just the, the, the physics, the laws of physics and fair play and competition. I'm like, man, that's, that's probably super great. You know what I mean? Like the mathematics and, and everything involved, you know what I mean? So I'm like, man, she's, she's getting a, a great lesson in real time. Yeah. Know, competing and good on him, you know, for making time. So I said, yeah, I got a COVID starting to starting to uh, let up. We can see a little light at the end of the tunnel. V- vaccines mm-hmm. are on the horizon. And I actually put my kid into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. Um, he, uh, you know, I, I have been doing scouts. I always was camping, always, hiking, right. you know, skiing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, took just took him skiing for the first time. Yeah, uh, my oh, daughter for the second his time. Business. Like, yeah, like a natural dance. Man, if you get them young, where the center of gravity is low, yeah. and they, you yeah. know, they know what they're and doing. And they're not afraid. <clears throat> Nothing to break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Right. But uh, that's what I've been focusing on, man. Just time okay. with kids to do more stuff like that. There's a bowling league here, but they start a, a clinic this summer, so yeah, we're gonna look yeah. at some of that. But that's new stuff wise. Um, uh, that um, playing around with a little Mediterranean cooking. I made falafel okay. tonight. Um, so trying to do. Well, I mean, look, man, you one of the best cooks I know. You know <laughs> man, thanks. You, man. you, you, you will grill. And see, the thing about it is, you understand the concept of cooking is all about flavor. It don't have nothing to, you know, people who hear New Orleans and, and have never been always think about spice. Right. Always think about heat. And I'm like, hey, I don't even like spicy food. I'm telling you, being from there, like, that's just not what we do. No, it's it's not. just very, very flavorful. Right. You're going right. to get all the seasons, but it's not going to be hot. And a lot you of people don't I mean? know the difference between Cajun and Creole cooking. They just yeah. lump it all together, too. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've been experiencing Mediterranean. How, what, what brought that in? Just want to add some new new challenges to the to the palate man honestly uh yeah you know i'm trying to do more fish you know okay uh kind of trying to get like you on that tip um yeah. less less red meat more fish and then i've been incorporating two or three uh dishes a week that would no meat i mean like mm. trying to do meatless dishes mm. um really and truly my dad's uh, uh memory is fading Really um, and yeah, and so Are one of the things, yeah, it's you know it comes with age. I mean, he yeah, played yeah. football, box, and all that kind of stuff growing up. So um, um, one of the things they talk about to uh, to help uh, with your memory is a is a Mediterranean diet. You know what I mean? Wow. That, and that diet rich in olive oils and those fats mm-hmm. that are good for you. And so my mom is cooking like that, and to try to you know experiment Anything. with it, yeah. See, that's my thing with life, and that's the thing that we've always talked about. We're not opposed to trying new things if it can provide some better results right? what the other stuff is providing. I mean, we're not chasing specific things. We're not factoring the emotions and the feelings 100%. We care about the results. We, right. we want certain things, and we're not opposed to doing different things to get to that result. You know, so that's definitely glad to hear that Everybody's on board with the trying thing. You know, I had my doctor friend on yes, yesterday, and all she was saying was, it's all trial and error. She's always told me this, but, you know, right. it's, it's, the, the doctor, the medical field, is they got some history, and they could say this person had this or this had this, and so it seems like this is the right way to go. But you're always guessing. Yeah, you are. 
You are. Edu- so you got educated try. guesses, but you don't know. And you don't know. You know, I think it's important to, when you talk about what works for what works for who. Um, being an African-American in this country, you don't know how much of who from here or who from there you have in you. And yeah. so because different things could work from different people, you could be mixed up from so many different people that you don't know. Everybody's mixed up, but most right. people know, you know what I mean? But we don't. Right. I think that it's important that we try and embrace different things and uh, uh, to yield those different results, like you're saying. Right. So you went, you know, talking about food, you went to Salt Bay's restaurant. I don't even know, you know, the history of why he chose Dallas for mm-hmm. starters, you know, but he's there and he wasn't there when I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, grant you, I don't eat meat like that, but right. I don't eat meat at all outside of the bacon. But I know you went recently. Tell me about right. the experience. Was the I mean, and you're a chef. People eat at places. They really deep down don't know good food. Like, let's be transparent. Like, they just right. eat because of a name. And maybe that's decent. But you, if you've never outside mm-hmm. of just, the, you know, a name place, you're just paying for a name. You right. are never paying for a name. Nine times out of ten, you can make better food than the place that you went to. And so, yeah. for me, your expertise, your feelings about what that experience would be like would be a whole lot more be valuable than a random person who just went and said it was cool. Like, so how was it? Man, it was good. Um, the, it was, it was, it was better than good, but I'll get to that. Um, the, the, the thing with, um, Salt Bear, no sir, he's a Turkish cat, grew mm-hmm. up poor, uh, was cutting meat like at a young age. I actually followed him on Instagram before he even got verified. Okay. Um, I followed him because uh, he, he was a butcher. He cut meat um, mm. and he was really good picking out the best cuts. His English, not great, still isn't isn't great. But uh, and then he started, you know, making grilling and cooking up these these different dishes. Um, and uh, I followed him and another chef, Mehmet chef that does a lot of seafood. Okay. Uh, so both Turkish guys. And then he did the little salt sprinkling thing, and I started seeing it everywhere. And I was like, oh, I know that guy. I, I follow him. Like, on Instagram. Right. This is probably like 2014. Before he was even 2014. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then he, he, he had, I think he had a restaurant over in Turkey or, or somewhere. He came to Miami. I think he's got one in New York. And I really wanted to see what the hype was about, but yeah. um, there's no substitute, you know, in meat and in vegetables, in anything. There's no substitute for freshness. And mm-hmm. so if someone is cutting meat and they're a butcher, they select uh, really good cuts. And no matter how much you cook an old stale cut or a, a cut that's cut too fresh, you know, doesn't have any aging or mm-hmm. that's not properly marbled, you can't season it or cook it enough to, to fake the funk from the, the animal that was grown and 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 uh and bred and domesticated you know to be cared for for that reason and and cut up at the right time and aged for the right amount of time mm. so i knew it was going to be you know you, you're dealing with some underlying things there right um uh but no man it delivered man i mean the, really? the presentation really? 
the texture of it uh, for my Texans. It wasn't your usual Texas steak. It was more like a, a broiled, um, a New York style, like a Peter Luger mm. or, or one of those styles. Nice crust on the outside, uh, uniformed in the inside. The salt is for, for, for show. Uh, very little of it actually gets on the steak. Right, right, all right, because that's that's not. Yeah, that's, it's, it, you're not cooking with the, no, the salt like no, that. No, so it's just it for effect. Right. Yeah, and it hits his elbow and really goes down all over the place. But <laughs> right, right. It, it, but no, it was good. The sides, the sides were good. Nothing to really write home about. Mm-hmm. But uh, the steak itself, what you went for, uh, was man, it was excellent. Man, it was it was so everything. Did, did you know anyone? Because I know you you didn't go alone, but. Did you, you know, did anyone in your group get anything not to stay? Because I, I believe that because that's his number one promoter, that, of course, that's if you're going for that and you're going to get it the way he prepares it, I believe that's going to be good. But did anybody get anything else? I, I never hear anyone talk My, about something not state. Well, a guy that I cater with sometimes, okay. I told him about it and he went. Um, uh, and I was talking about it in the barbershop and I don't know if you saw it, but there was a receipt for a long time going around from, from this or at one of his restaurants. And the dude was like $3,300. Everybody was like, I, you know, I heard it was super expensive. There was this receipt going around, but if you look close, that person had like the 14 karat gold crusted steak and a couple of $1,500 bottles, you know, so that was showing off. And I think it was in Miami. So (laughs) you would pay Miami prices. Um, but, um, so, uh, you know, they were in the barbershop. Everybody was like, man, I heard it's really expensive. You went, how much did you drop? And I told them it's not, you know, that much different than a uh, your usual steakhouse if you want to have drinks yeah. or whatnot. So long story long, my homeboy went and somebody in his party, I believe they got the salmon. And oh, they geez. said it was, they said it was good. I believe he said, really? he said everything, you know, and he tried a little bit. He's like me, he tried a little bit of everything. Okay. And he said the steak was perfect. Somebody else had... I want to say it was a rib or a bone on ribeye, something with a bone in it, and he tasted mm-hmm. close to the bone. That was good. And then there was like a seafood. Somebody else had a salmon, uh, I believe, and he and he said that was good. I believe that was a restaurant uh, that he was talking about. We talked about a couple of different ones, but I believe the I remember him saying, I said, huh, because I made the same like, who goes to to Miss and gets salmon, you know? But right. uh, you know, you want I would to never go. I mean, seafood. I I would never really go because I have not seen people brag enough about anything outside of the steak. I I know a few people who've tried something, but right. heard the enthusiasm because you're paying for the ambiance. You know, you're paying, and for me, if it's if I'm going for the steak, cool. Okay, cool. I'm paying for that. But if I'm right. going for a non-item that you promote and I still got to pay over the price, I'm right. cool on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah. so I've never heard. I always ask, like, well, you know, do they sell crab cake? I'm pretty sure they sell other things. But Yeah, like, they do. I ain't yeah. seen them sprinkle salt on nothing else but the steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, he ain't salmon back. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, 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 right. So, look, man, you know, we got this sports thing 
<laughs> we got this issue, you know, between us. Because you, <laughs> you're a huge Lakers fan. <laughs> And I'm this huge LeBron fan. And for me, <laughs> I'm thinking we're going to be even better friends in life because we merged, you know? It's just like when, when people you like marry each other and it's like, oh, I'm like both y'all and now y'all combined it. Yeah. Now I get this. Well, that really wasn't the case when LeBron came over to the Lakers. And so for me, you know, we didn't win this championship last year. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe this didn't ease the tension. Everybody I know been quiet because we won. So everybody celebrated when I celebrated. So I'm thinking everybody going to be cool. You've been very quiet this year. Um, I know it's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of, you know, a lot of health issues on the team. You know, and I, of course, you're a diehard Lakers fan. Don't play that no more. And so I, I'm just trying to figure out where you're at right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> here's here's the deal. Like, how many how many ships Brian got? We got four now. We got four. Okay, we got Lakers. The Lakers in my lifetime got like you know eight or something <laughs> like that. So, I mean, we've been here before. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, not that the luster has worn off, but yeah. championship pedigree. You know, we tied for the most ships in the league with you right. know. Uh, uh, scraggly ass Boston, but you know, it is what it is. Um, this is the reason, though. It's kind of like it's kind of like, like you've been rooting for the Lakers, you've been rooting for your team, right? And then, like, you got like some annoying cousins that come over and now they're rooting for your team, but they weren't <laughs> always rooting for your team, you know. Right. They, you know, they're rooting for you know, they're rooting for Brian, you know, like, mm. and so <laughs> it's little stuff like. It's little stuff like cats changing out their floor mats in their car. <laughs> <laughs> to all of a sudden get Laker floor mats. Like, it's yeah, little... I mean, me, me, me. You, you. you yeah, right, I'm talking me. about you. Yeah. All of a sudden, got they got Laker hats. Mats, really. No, I got LeBron. <laughs> LeBron hats, LeBron floor mats. I, I, I went and got LeBron God. and everything. Look, he just got oh my God. color on this year. You know what I mean? Like I, but I got all new LeBron stuff. Man. You know what man. I mean? Man, like, I, I mean, look, I, cause y'all, I never rooted for the Lakers, ever. I, I didn't, I'm not a Kobe fan like that. I respected him, you know, and I knew what he brought to the game and, and how dominant he was and, you know, right. how, how much work he put in. Tons of respect, but I never liked the Lakers. Every time the Lakers were playing Sacramento, you know, I'm talking about during our time, you know, right. Portland, I'm yeah. rooting for Portland and Sacramento. <laughs> I'm rooting yeah. for San Antonio. Sure. I'm never rooting sure. for the Lakers. Philadelphia. Like, yeah, it's just because uh, I right. was never a hater. It just – I didn't like how they played the ball. And for me, yeah. I always liked the more camaraderie, the team spirit that some of the other players play with, you know. And so – Yeah. I, I, they, I don't they know do, what it else is, I can do, though. I mean, it can be a cold game. It's kind of like being a Yankee fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People, people hate, and I, and I heard, like, I was reading something, and they were, like, most annoying uh, sports franchise fans. Yankees, Cowboys, Lakers, uh, Manchester United. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, like, three out of the four. You know, Cowboys, Lakers, man. Say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, yeah. you got to, so, I mean, is it you? Or is it, it could be. Team? It could be. I mean, it's, okay. I, think it's, I think it's the fan base. You know, um, 
But no, this year was like-minded individuals. That's right. They we gravitate towards it. But uh, this year was it was man, it was epic. Um, I got to see the Lakers play this year. Um, I went right. to the NLDCS uh, and went to a World Series game. Uh, my Dodgers, right? Because it was in Texas, right? It was in Texas. Sure, sure. We were one yeah. of the few places that was kind of open. It was still social distancing, yeah. but that was you know once in a lifetime experience. Um, but and I think you saw I made a post um, saying uh, in 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 '88 the Lakers and the Dodgers both won. You know, I was I was five years old, and mm-hmm. uh, last year my son Trey was five, and so I was telling him like it's you know the stars aligned. This is our year, yeah. and uh, and it and it happened, and, and it I was, was just super ex- yeah I was super excited about it that yeah. we especially with the Dodgers you know we had taken some serious hits in the past, got cheated by Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we got, I mean, one of the best bullpens that, that Major League Baseball has ever seen. And we look like we look like a lock to repeat uh, just because we know statistically baseball is a stats game that uh, pitching, pitching is everything. So, everything, everything in baseball. We feel good about it. We feel good yeah, about it. Yeah. Man, look, y'all, and you know, the thing about it in some of these sports, all it takes is one or two things to happen, at the, you know, late in the season, right. late in the playoffs. And changes the trajectory of everything, you know. The whole momentum. You know, so, yeah, the whole momentum. So, I mean, like like right now, we've been looking like trash, but we ain't had our superstars. So, now we're gradually kind of going to have people come back. And so, then and we'll think, be able to evaluate along I the I think way. we're never worried, though. I think the Lakers are in the right. position. We got some guys that have won one, you know, got their first. Mm-hmm. Uh, AD, they know what it takes down the stretch. And, and yeah. you know, knowing is after battle, like they say. You know, so we're never – we're always, you know, uh, a giant with it, even if we're taking some bumps and bruises. I think it's really good that we experience some hardship and some defeat right now. Yeah, and rest. You know what I mean? I, I really and think rest. it's more of a conspiracy because they didn't really want to come back as early as they started. I think it, I so, think these players aren't as hurt as they're saying they are. Correct. I think it's like, hey, we're superstars. We told y'all, if I get a little tweak. And if I feel like I won't sit out to really be sure when I when when it really counts, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. And I don't want you to be asking no questions. I don't want to be having to explain myself in the media because y'all stirring some shit up. And I think that shit right. was agreed upon. Like that was the whole thing. Hey, we gonna come back. We not gonna cause as much trouble. We they haven't really caused any trouble with you know the, the different things going on in the world. You know, protests and things like this season. They're like, okay, we just gonna play. You know, and if we hurt, we hurt. We're going to sit out. But if we not, we're going to play and we're going to just let the money. Because everybody affected if nobody making no money. If ain't nobody playing, the money ain't coming in, everybody technically affected. Right, 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 right. And and right. some of these young guys, when you talk about sitting out, some of these guys that are making, like, rookie pay and league minimum and so on and so forth, uh, some of these guys, they can't afford to do any sitting out. It's like, yeah, I hear you talking, but I don't have I don't have millions like that. Like, I got mom and them, you know, I got this house payment, that's how, that house payment. This is not something that I can just say, hey, I'm a chill, you know. Right, 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 right. So, look, man, you know, the world we're in right now, you know, it's a lot of negative attention coming our way based on how we look. I mean, me and you, you know, they're not, they're not really treating black and brown people well right now. They really never was. Um, and it just hasn't gotten any better. I mean, I don't, 
You know, I always tell people who thought it was supposed to be, I'm like, well, what made you think that? You know? Right. You you should have always been on edge. You should have always had your daughter. <laughs> well, yeah, why did it take this? You're right. Why, why are you just not wanting to say, oh, I thought it was good? Oh, you weren't looking. You got comfortable. You should have never gotten comfortable. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's, it's nothing that they've done to say, hey, it's okay now. You know what I mean? When you look mm-hmm. back, if you got comfortable, you truly got comfortable because you was lazy and you you just didn't want to have to deal with it. But, you know, and I tell I tell people, you know, even women, you know, black women, you know, it's crazy how things that happen in the news now to black men, that the more it happens, the more it opens the eyes of people who are also black, who, but who aren't men. Right. You know, and, and the thing is, it's like, I, I've not had conversations with older black men as I've gotten older, but you, I've always kind of known how to proceed. You know, I've always kind of known, like, all right, I'm black. This ain't really built for me. I need to be on my P's and Q's to be able to make it home every day. You know, and, you know, you, you don't, you want to be a little more risk adverse. You know, not everybody take that role, but that's always been, you know, based on what I've done in my life, the route I've taken, you know. So with you having a, a very, very young son, you know, you know, you, Working with children, um, you being a, a, a black man, you being an alpha, you know, being in a whole bunch of different organizations. How has the things going on, even though it's not new, but the reminder, right? I don't even like to watch slave type movies, for example, because I don't like the reminder to be shown to me. You know, right. I know it's there, but I want to not necessarily be able to ignore it, but I want to be able to consciously not put that burden on everyone. You know, I want to be able to give some people somewhat of a fair chance to show me something a little different. And you can't yeah. do that when you constantly <laughs> be reminded. But how has it been? What are you you teaching? You know, what are they teaching in schools? How schools been? But also, you know, at home, you know, how things are going. Yeah, I think, um, well, I know that you're right. Some people got comfortable. Me, I'm one of those, you know, I was raised like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Parents that, uh, you know, decided to convert to Islam, uh, you know, in the late 70s. Um, you know, my dad did a lot of marching and protesting and that, that type of thing mm-hmm. back in the day. So um, I came he, from, he you know, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of like Franklin, kind of like Franklin's dad. Not, not necessarily <laughs> a Panther, but on the East yeah. Coast doing his thing yeah. and, and whatnot. So, you know, he was always, we were always exposed to that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of history growing up, um, a lot of lessons just about how things had been and how things continued to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then, what is that? Oh, and, uh, kind of, you know, um, well, the range just started hard here, uh, but how mm-hmm. things, uh, um, an informed household. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's my, I'd say all the time that, you know, education is my profession, uh, but, uh, mentoring and community advocacy is my, is my passion. Being an advocate in the community and helping people. I think that we can look to politicians all day long. Um, I think one of the reasons we got comfortable is after President Obama got elected, we yeah. thought everything was sweet. Uh, and so after he got elected, uh, we, uh, we definitely, uh, I think that some of us kind of chilled out while other people 
started to take up arms, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that, you know, we need to do a better job of staying informed and staying hungry. I mean, we shouldn't have to have, you know, three stacks and Killer Mike and all these people come on the news telling us to do little stuff like go vote. We need, yeah. You have to increase the pressure and keep the pressure because if you sometime me, Somebody else is always going to keep increase the pressure uh, uh, and, and, and keep their uh, keep the guard up, you know, uh, whoever that may be. So right. um, but in school, we're dealing with a lot. Uh, we have young, passionate teachers that are trying to incorporate uh, current events. Uh, mm-hmm. We have some pushback from some parents. We have some push from other parents that want us to uh, to, to teach it more. Um, so there's a lot of that. Um, Do you have a good so, balance in demographics at the school? Yeah, my school is, uh, uh, I hate the term majority-minority school, but it is, we're uh, probably around half Hispanic, um, another uh, 20% or so uh, uh, African-American, maybe 20, 25% uh, African-American, and then um, probably 10%, 8% white, and the rest we have... uh, uh, Asian population, actually an increasing Asian population. So, mm. um, so heavy, heavy minority. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And mm. that's just the state of Texas, period. I mean, our right. demographics actually close, closely mirror uh, the state of Texas as far as, uh, as, far as the, uh, the demographics in, in, in some areas. I, I won't say mm. uh, all over because um, uh, the uh, white population is, is higher. Um, but, um, but, I mean, it just, you know, it is what it is. I think that Teaching, you know, students love, uh, understanding and acceptance is the key. Uh, we live in a, a global society. I mean, these kids are much different than when we were younger. And I hate to sound like the old right. heads, but um, uh, they, they're dealing with not only um, uh, race rights, uh, gender rights, but you've got gender fluidity, uh, sexual fluidity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you've got, you know, everybody will, What's he doing in the girls' bathroom? Well, hold up. You know, how does he identify? Right. Uh, as you know, what are right, they really right, doing? Right, right. I mean, it's just, it's one of those kind of deals that you got um, now. You know, recent violence and discrimination against Asians. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. that's been a problem. So there's just a lot, man, that they're dealing with, and never, never, ever have they had uh, such information so readily available and accessible. I mean, everybody's got a supercomputer in their pocket. They, they could just bring up whatever and, and be influenced. So I think that's right, at least think they're informed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Constantly exactly. read one article and think they know something. And think like, they well, know it. That, right. that's, but, not, that's not all the information. No, and they and they need to know how to start judging news sources, you know, um, and, and seeing what's credible and what's reputable. So there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a bunch of different factors uh, that play into it, but it comes back to the home. Um, so you talked about raising uh, a young, uh, a young black man, you know, uh, that's why I got him into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I want him to be assertive. I want him to work on his craft. I mean, I want him to, to be studious, but at the same token, be handy. I want him to be well-rounded, mm-hmm. um, respect Have police discipline. officers. Yeah. Respect police officers. But um, but 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 be be wary of some, you know, there's a fine yeah. line. So there's this balancing act all the time. And um, yeah. he's he's good. I mean, he's 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 a loving kid. He's emotional. When you tell him about stuff, 
you just see the look on his face like how can the world be so ugly yeah. but it's it's mandatory that you tell him and and, and tell your daughters you know mm. uh, to be prepared you know so uh there's there's a lot of that and exposing him to different things so that he can be very culturally well-rounded and see things for mm. what they are mm. and and as dr king put it judge people by the content of the character oh most definitely most definitely you so, know so with, with that being said, you know, where are you at? You know, I know we've always argued a little bit or had debates, good educated debates about gun gun control. You know, right. but with, with, with all that's going on in the world, you know, where are you at, you know, from, you know, you're one person, but that's a bunch of different areas, right? Right. You know, the, being an educator, be, being an educator higher up, you know, it, you're not a lower or lower end educator. Like you, you're one with a voice at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. you know, with some influence. So, you know, you, being an educator, but also being a a father of a black black son. You know, where are you at with police reform? Where are you at with gun control? Uh, I think anybody that says um, that. Um, uh, police reform is not needed or some sort of gun reform uh, is not needed. It's just, it's just being ignorant to the fact. Um, and that's coming from uh, a guy that, you know, I love guns. Um, I grew up shooting we guns. Know. Uh, <laughs> I, I collect guns now. Uh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a military member. My brothers are all military. My dad, mm-hmm. uncles, fourth generation military guy. So uh, we, we hunt, you know, um, they're for protection. Um, you know, it's just like anything to, to me, they're a tool, a tool for right. procurement, a tool for defense um, and, and, and something that you've got to learn to master. Like any tool, uh, mm-hmm. safety is number one or otherwise you'll hurt yourself or somebody you love uh, with it. You know, so you want to be proficient. But the problem is everybody doesn't view guns like that. And I've come to realize that um, just because that's how I view guns. Um, and how I use uh, 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 firearms that that's not how everybody does. Um, I do, I do <clears throat> think that there needs to be uh, some more rigorous background checks and uh, some screenings. And, uh, you know, I understand the argument of those that say, uh, well, criminals aren't walking into gun shops and buying guns, you know, so that's just going to hurt the good guys. Mm. Well, yes and no. Uh, we got to make different penalties for people that are caught with these weapons and aren't authorized. Um, you know, cool off periods or whatever you, whatever have you. Um, I think that that that's got to be. Um, we've got to uh, up the level of seriousness uh, when a gun is involved. When if a gun is involved in a crime, it's got to be. You got to start trying these as more serious crimes. I mean, whether yeah. or not someone was shot or not, if a gun was used, like, hey, what's up? You know, we need right, to right, we need right. to deter that, uh, and we need to uh, hold some of these organizations that uh, that are essentially lobbying for for fat cat gun makers to get rich. We need to hold them accountable on some prevention and uh, and and allow them to uh, to bear some of the certain the response of burden of responsibility because they're definitely reaping the benefits. Reaping the, the benefits, violence. right? No, 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 no penalties, no, no penalties. real penalties, but but reaping all the benefits because right. if their guns are being used in some of these terrorist acts. And they don't have to pay any fine, any yeah, and these organizations, sure, these super PACs that are lobbying Congress right. and getting paid on the back end—that's that's that's a problem. Um, yeah. With police, you know, I think 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, be the change you want to see. Mm. Um, and for years I've encouraged young men. I have some former students that are now police officers. I got a brother who's in law enforcement. And I have some former students that are now police officers. The fact of the matter is that when it comes to African-American men, I'm not saying that it's our fault, but mm. we're underrepresented in police forces. And a lot of times the people that are patrolling our communities don't come from our backgrounds. They don't right. speak the same language. You know, they don't code switch or even have to code switch. Uh, they don't understand the, 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 the lingo, the threat level, the body uh, uh, posture uh, when somebody's just showing out versus are they really a threat? You know how you'd be somewhere and you're like, man, they ain't nothing to bust a great. Mm-hmm. But somebody else mm-hmm. might think, my God, it's looking violent over there. You yeah, know, but yeah, so yeah. or we can say, hey, it's going to get serious. You see the way dudes stand. You know, so some of those nuances can't be taught in a six or eight week academy. And I think mm-hmm. we need to do a better job of of um, of of policing uh, our streets and of getting citizens involved. I mm-hmm. mean, you want the world, your community to be a better place. Um, you got to be able to report on what's going on without fear of retribution. And uh, and you got to drop. I'm not advocating anybody to just go out and snitch, but you got to be say, hey man, I saw this kids over here playing. I saw a buddy walking around. He looked yeah. suspicious. We need to do a better job of community policing. We're real yeah. good at shit. That ain't me. Turning the other right. cheek until all of a sudden he's in your face. Now it is you. So No, I mean, uh, but they, they lump all that in the snitching. I mean, you know, snitching do. is almost like they, a, a word they that do. just encompasses everything these days the way they want to make it hey, seem man, like it. I'm going to tell like you something. It's not always snitching. <laughs> Sometimes no. telling on somebody or, or, or telling the truth no, or, about or, a certain or, situation. Yeah, or, or just walking mm-hmm. out and telling that person, hey, young man, yeah. hey, y'all move around from around there. Hey, y'all leave that mm-hmm. alone. I correct kids for a living, and I correct them constantly. When I grew up, adult told you, hey, y'all quit uh, bouncing on that mattress. Mm-hmm. You're going to break your neck. Get away from blah, blah, blah. You may come back later, but for the time being, you're like, yes, man, you got away yeah. from there. Yeah. See, I, I got a neighbor. My my next door neighbor has a son. He's older. He's in his 20s. He's a he bigger than me, though. But he got like, I got like 15 years on him. But he smoked. He'll come out. He'll come. We stay in a cul-de-sac. He'll go and find him a little area in the cul-de-sac, and he'll kind of post up. He'll smoke. I always tell them, I say, hey, they got these houses that's like in the cul-de-sac, but like at the top of the cul-de-sac. It's not mm-hmm. really in the inside part, but it's still, the, their backyard is overlooked. I said, mm-hmm. I said, we don't just live in a black community. Please factor that in. I said, these two houses right here on the <laughs> ain't your friend. So, yeah. If they ever outside and, they, and you close to them and, and they see what you're doing or that you know, they might have an issue, you know. Yeah, Karen and them gonna call the cops. Thing. Yeah, man, yeah. you know, ain't been no trouble, but you know, he he's still doing this thing. How he won't do? I'm cool now. I said my. Yeah, one you don't told him. You don't told him. Told him. Let me go on about yeah. my business. But you know, you know and, on the I live on that. I, I love what happened with this Derek Chauvin guy. I think more of this needs to happen. Guys, mm. if they realize they can't operate with impunity um, mm. and, and just go into uh, to neighborhoods and kneel on motherfuckers' necks and shoot who they want, that's got to stop. That really yeah. that, that has to stop. And the only way it's going to stop is if more guys get locked up and start going to the big house and, and <clears throat> if we hold them accountable. 
I mean, right. heavy, heavy, not only criminal, but civil penalties. But these guys have got to pay for these crimes. I mean, these are murders. They have to. They, they have, have to pay to. for the, they have to pay for the crimes. They had the one yeah. in North Carolina, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, when you see, here go my thing. It's obvious only because when you see a white, white person doing the same type of stuff, they get treated different. Yeah. It's not that complicated. Well, and I you saw know, they one. They look different. I saw a thing that said, we're not asking you to shoot them like you shoot us. We just right. ask you not to shoot us like you don't shoot them. Right. And we're that's a big difference for them. See me, see me as a human being. Give yeah. me the respect as a taxpaying yeah. American citizen and be like, hey, hold up. Yeah. Buddy, uh, not always a threat. But that's yeah. that's deep, man. That's something that that's not. they can't just uncheck that box. They, they see cannot. You, they meet you immediately with anger. It's immediate threat and it's immediate anger. And there's got to be more training. There's got to be more training and there's got to be more speaking up because here lately, I've seen some black and brown officers, Mason Army officers mm. and doing stuff. So it's not, it's a white and black issue, but it's almost like after you've been blue for so long, you forget you black. You, right. Right, and then you, right. you, these guys are in the locker room with you. And I've heard police officers say, speaking anonymously, hey man, you get to making too much noise. All of a sudden, nobody's got your back when, you know, mm-hmm. when you need backup. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. That's a problem, man. And, that's and, 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 that's and the that's, culture. That's the culture, but that's something that numbers can beat. If you got more brothers on the force that got your back, they can go into the police, you know, into the squad and be like, hey, that's bullshit. And call you on it because you got the numbers. You're not just the one lone black dude. You know what I right. mean? Like the token black cop trying to speak up. You know, no, 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 no. You need to go recruit some of your brothers, and you need right. to, you know what I mean? Take 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 up some take up some uh, 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 some arms against some of the ills that you see and fix it from within. Right. You but cannot do it by yourself. You definitely not, not gotta. If you see something, you gotta say, "Hey, you ain't see that too? Why we ain't saying?" Somebody yeah, or, be yeah, or why why'd you stop that kid? Why'd you yeah. smack that kid? Yeah. Why'd you do yeah. this? Why'd you do that? You know what I mean? Like, hey, that's that's a problem, big dog. That's a fucking problem. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so, and, and, and you know, it, you don't know what to do. You know, I get it. People want look, oh look, I don't wanna lose my job. Or I, I'm new. You know, I, I, I work for the government. And I have people come if they they're new, but they know the right thing, but they have not already made it through their probationary period. Right. Oh, no, I can't say that. Oh, no. I say, well, why you can't? I say, you're right. You can go verify. Nah, but I'm not out of probation. I say, and I'm sitting here like, hey, you in your 40. Like, right, this right, is your right, first right. rodeo. Right, right, but right. But people care and will protect their income that's coming in on a daily basis and will Whoa. put up with some things because they feel like they have to. Because they might lose. They might lose. But 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 you know that circles back to what I'm talking about. The less dependent you are on the dollar, the mm. more financially independent you are. Mm. Uh, the more you can say f what you don't like. Because <clears throat> if somebody has you in a position where now I'm on probation, I need this job. Uh, we all, you know, we, we curtail our behavior to an extent, mm-hmm, but some mm-hmm. people, you know, it eats at you daily to give away a piece of yourself. Yeah. And you give away little pieces of yourself every time you don't speak up for what you believe in. Every time you let somebody treat you like this, every your kids are watching, your spouse is watching, especially as a man, you can't be aggressive and dependent. You got to live your life and you got to lead by example. 
How are you going to yeah. let these people punk you like this? But that happens. That happens when you're dependent upon the dollar. When financially, you, 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 you know, somebody done clipped you, clipped you because you can't speak up because you, you're really a slave to your house and your cars. Right. You know what I mean? They don't work for you. You work for them. You right. work for them. And you're afraid of losing them so bad you can't even say or do. You know, I know some people... You know, uh, nah, I can't. You know, I would take some time off, but man, that looked bad. They, they, these fools, right, they, right, they right, might, right, they right, might right. take my job. I'm like, right, wow. right, right. You know, like that's the position we're in. That's the American right. dream. So, right. I think a big part of that is is liberating. You know, hey, well, look, as an educator, you know, again, we've talked today about the times we're in and the different adjustments we've made personally, um, professionally you know, with the family, you know. Right. It, it's tons of adjustments. Like you say, you always should be, you know, kind of what you're already doing and what you spoke about. But we all should be always looking for a good balance. You know, the world we're in now, it made us have to find even more balance than we've ever found, you right. know, in a different way. You know, being an educator and higher-up educator, you know, have y'all been getting good balance based on what you've been seeing? You know, I Bailey always talk about how she's always complaining. You know, being a smart kid, she's always been distracted when other kids don't want to act right in class. You know, and then she's always talking about because she's been going in the class, you know, because she's comfortable wearing her mask. And so she's always saying that, oh, it's been a challenge when the virtual kids come in. If the teacher got to kind of have, if they got to, because in the beginning, we, the, her teacher had virtual and had live, so they, with the technology, everybody, but there'll be issues or the virtual kids wouldn't participate as much as maybe the kids, right? you know, live. Right. What have you seen that's been maybe some of some challenges that, you know, schools have seen, schools seen, and also, what can y'all do going forward? I mean, you see all these talk abouts and, you know, the, yeah, the vaccine people need. But if this virtual option is going on, I mean, and parents going to allow their kids to be virtual, these kids not learning the same, it seems as though, you know, so what's going on? Yeah, they're not. Um, and reintegrating students that are coming from a virtual platform uh, to um to uh, in person uh, mm. has been a challenge. Um, I was always one for coming back. A lot of educators weren't, uh, but I felt like um, some of these students school the curriculum and learning something is the last thing. They come mm. for the sports. They come. Some of them come for the meals. Uh, some of them come because they got a coach that can, they can use the washing machine, clean their clothes. Mm. Some of them come mm. to get away from from drunks, uh, drug addicts, and and abusers. Yeah. So COVID was really tough on a, on a lot of kids uh, getting stuck in in the house with somebody who lost their job. Uh, they fall, got cut off. Um, mm -hmm. We're 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 trying now to reach a lot of students that still haven't come back. Um, mm -hmm. uh, right now, in my school in particular, we're we're at about about one third, about thirty okay, wow. thirty three percent of the kids that are back in person. Um, but um, it's it's tough. Um, this bubble that uh, we're in is going to travel through the system. 
uh, kids have uh, fallen behind in some areas. And mm-hmm. it's something that we're going to see play out with college admittance. We're going to see play mm-hmm. out with um, the way they view the world, um, you know, in, in, the, in the workforce, those who go into skilled labor jobs or unskilled labor jobs. There's going to be a bubble moving through the system. I mean, mm. if you can picture a bubble moving through, uh, that's going to be where those kids fell behind. And it's our job to catch those kids up uh, wow. because eventually they're going to be taxpaying American citizens. They're going to be your neighbors. They're going to be yeah. people yeah, yeah, working yeah, yeah, jobs. Yeah. You want them to get caught up, but you, want them you, don't want them, up. you don't want them to get caught up at the expense of some of these other kids. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, um, it's, it's, you know, education and learning opportunity, um, it's something that we got to stop viewing as a finite resource. Uh, mm-hmm. There's enough for everybody to get theirs if we have quality education uh, by teachers who care. And that's a big if. But, yeah. um, but we got to work double hard uh, to catch these kids up. I will say that the landscape of education is changed for good. Okay. Uh, now that we know, you know, like, you know, you've seen the memes and the stuff where people were saying, man, we could have been having these Zoom meetings. We yeah. could have been having these Zoom meetings. We could have. And we talk about, um, you know, like our motto at, at my school is um, uh, developing students to be college career or military ready without remediation. Mm. Um, and we always talk about, well, we want kids to be competitive in the real world. But it's there. I know a lot of people, you included, that you've been working from home. Right. Ain't you've been working from home. Yeah, you've been working from home. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Now, students have, there, there are a, a smaller percentage, but there is a percentage of the students out there that are actually flourishing working at home. Mm. Those people will be better at jobs that work from home. They're just those kind of people. Right, right, right. And right, now. Right. They, don't, they don't really want the people around. No, like no. And, and they, yeah. they're like, well, I'm not playing a sport. I'm not mm-hmm. in one act play. I don't play mm-hmm. an instrument. I'm good. I'm good. Right. I'm good getting my education wrong because I can work a little part-time job. I can go, uh, you know, I got some other hobbies and interests that aren't, you know, on the school tip. And so they can do a lot. And those, those kids are winning right now right. for districts to stay competitive. Make no mistake. Education is a business. Mm. And the bottom line is test scores. And yeah. the way you get paid is by attendance. For, well, yeah. Yeah. For districts to stay competitive, Man, they're going to have to offer online schools. Now all these onlines are popping up. Districts are offering online schools because if you don't, the charter school will. And now that these kids have gotten a taste of online and Mm -hmm. teachers, your old curmudgeon teachers, are, I can't work this. I don't even know how to turn on this machine. Right, right, right. right, I I still use chalk. All that's done, baby. All that's done. I mean, like, she's going to be dead. You know what I mean? Like, Latin right. B, you're done. You're done. Right. You really right. are. So, well, I mean, it's important. like a lot of, almost like homeschooling, really, you know? It I is. Mean, virtual it is. is homeschooling. It is. And now, for high school kids, it's like a college. You ever take a college course on Blackboard? You do the discussion board. Yeah, you read the yeah. article. You report. You do it. And you watch the lectures. Mm-hmm. Now, with these, you everybody's got a YouTube channel. Everybody's using Blackboard or Canvas or Google Classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's doable. I mean, everybody quickly found out, man, my internet speed ain't fast enough to, to WebEx. My, my shit yeah. looking all pixelated. Now you got faster internet. Now you got better devices. Right, right, now you right, got right, people right. that are more savvy. So silver lining in that is it's launching us forward into a new age. And we're finally right. catching up with right. employers that are doing it. And employers, why, why, why am I going to pay 
plumbing, electrical for you to drive to right. the parking lot. When I can walk have you over here. On online at your house. When I can give you a computer, a Wi-Fi hotspot, or chip in on your internet, have you log in and use your own toilet when you gotta go. I don't care right, if you wear right, pants. Right, right. Put on a tie and a shirt. Right. <laughs> My business just became that much more efficient. Right. So I mean it uh, did. Man, the landscape of everything is vastly changing. Some students like it, some don't. But uh, man, we're gonna see where it goes from here. What What do you think could help it get better, though? You know, like I said, Bailey. You know, you have the testing aspect. Bailey's testing this week for a, right. You know, I talked to right. you a couple couple months ago. You know, mm-hmm. maybe even a year ago, just asking you just about you know what should we be looking at out here? What we you know, and so I took some of that yeah. advice. Some other right. things came into our lab, and what they do out here in Georgia is they they test almost like every two years, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you you you. So we happen to just be in fifth grade when this was a testing window. How I know I know they always have testing in in Texas, you know, and I know they. I, I think I heard at least in Houston, but I think it's all of Texas, you know, where they said, okay, we're not doing all the testing requirements that we use. Yeah, they relaxed. They yeah, they relaxed some of the requirements. Okay. Um, and it's I mean it's been good. Uh, I think you know most nobody's really just that gung ho about it. Like you know you got to do this. You got you know what I mean. Like as far as uh test that actual teachers are giving um mm-hmm. but with uh with uh the state the state lacks some standards they've got some tests but the way they're making the test counter a little different um what i would really like to see happen is if you have uh somebody who is can stay home with your children i think that an online option should be offered uh and that schools mm-hmm. should still get credit for those students that are in on that are uh that are uh, learning online but I think for the most part, um, um, younger students up to, you know, that seventh, eighth grade mark should go in person just because yeah. there's some valuable social skills that can be, uh, that can be learned. Uh, but definitely. your high school kids, man, I'm up for especially your, you know, junior and seniors, sophomores that are on level. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to have everybody back. Uh, but your students that can work and uh, help out the family, uh, can watch younger kids, uh, that can do other, that are comfortable with it, you know, not being so to speak forced to do it, but that are flourishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm for letting allowing them to do that. Uh, does that mean less teachers, less building, and ultimately less administrators? Sure, but um, again, I'm not in this business for me. I'm in it for kids. Right. And, I mean, it makes it more efficient. Different folks. It makes it right. more efficient. Different strokes to different folks. Some folks. Some folks are doing well. Um, you'll never hear educators saying, yeah, I'm okay with that because we know butts in the seats will get us paid. Right, um, right, me right, personally, right. I'm, I'm, I'm about kids. I'm about whatever right. floats your boat. You know, what but you also good? know you, you bring something to the table that everybody can't bring. And you know you're holding yourself accountable and you're making sure you're going to be able to have a job. If, if somebody else is yeah. from a different perspective, then yeah, they might be the ones on the outs. So they trying to, because they're not doing enough. I mean, yeah. you're standing on another principle, and, and that principle alone gonna always have you be able yeah. to keep, keep keep work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you might be right. I'd like to think so, definitely. Yeah, almost I'd definitely. Like I mean, so. the principles you're standing behind is something that's gonna always hold you. Yeah, to be co- to be committed. Right, 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 right. You know, so so because you know the world we we're in and, and some of the things that needs to be done going forward. What's your take on like some of the mask requirements, some of the the vaccine? You know, you they they haven't really had anything. 
kids under 16. Yeah, you know, I hear they're testing it. You're right. You know, but who knows when that becomes official. Seems like it's more adults mm-hmm. because you really weren't seeing a lot of kids affected in any way. You yeah, know, they were bouncing way? back real quick. Right. So I, I, I kind of understand not making that be the, the full emphasis, but from a school and you know perspective, an educator perspective, you know, you know, even if it's not just them, you know, the kids taking something, you know, I know out here, you know, we changed up our virtual day. We get four days out the week. If you choose to go in person, go in person. But there's one day where it's still virtual, even for the in-person people. And yeah, I like that, that though. I like those hybrid systems. I like yeah, those I mean, where it, you can it, come they in. claim they go in and they clean up, they they sanitize what our day yeah. is, is the Wednesday, so it's the halfway point. They claim they come in and spray or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but wipe down. But what your take, you know, now they're trying to change, um, you know, oh, maybe you don't need to wear a mask all the time. You know, okay, maybe, maybe you know, you get one vaccine, maybe you don't need to get the two. Some places trying to say, oh, well, you need to have this mandatory before you come back here. Just w- what are you thinking has been useful? Some schools are getting it from time to time, you know, from a, a, a teacher or... Yeah, we get it every now and again. We get right. it, and, and, and you're right. We, we get it, but the occurrences that we've had have overwhelmingly been because of teachers. Young teachers mm-hmm. going to the bar, not going to stay mm-hmm. in, uh, hanging out. Uh, we had mm-hmm. a group of teachers... Um, some people throw them going to a barbecue or something. So, mm. but um, I like the relaxed standards outdoors. It's kind of what I've been doing personally anyway. Mm-hmm, uh, I was mm-hmm. one of the first ones to get my vaccine um, when I heard it came out. I did the research because my wife's always an advocate uh, uh, for vaccines um, and make sure we get our flu shots. And she told me that the science behind it was good. And yeah. on that, you know, no facts and on faith, I said, okay, well, let me go get mine so that I can be ready. When kids come, right. I can be ready. Uh, yeah. That was my do my your part exactly. And so I'm I'm a fan of it. Uh, I guess the news, uh, uh, Fauci, CDC, been saying that it's is slowing the spread. So I'm a fan of that uh, when it comes available. Uh, I'm good with my kids getting it. Um, so and and if they end up making masks, um, especially when the vaccine comes out for kids, if they end up making masks optional uh, for all kids, that's fine. I just think that. If you're going to make masks optional, then you're going to have to make uh, online learning optional as well. So mm-hmm. don't force me to come to school in person, but make masks optional inside. I'm going to be right. honest. I was never about mandatory masks in public areas or, or in, um, in other businesses. If it wasn't paid for by the government, state yeah. dollars or whatnot, after a couple of months, I was like, they need to let that go because mm-hmm. you're, you're hurting my business. Nobody's putting a gun to your head saying you got to come here. You could do a click pick and pick up your groceries. You right. don't have to come in the grocery store if you don't want to. So I think there was quite a bit of uh, both sides trying to force their will on others. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, when they released the mask mandate here in Texas, I was in favor for it, especially outside okay. and in places. Yeah. That's not something that, first of all, can really be enforced. And second of all, like most other laws, uh, it's disproportionately going to affect us. He's not wearing mm. a mask, call the cops. And yeah, now yeah. you got another reason to come smack, you know, try right. to smack Bob, me up. Because well, no, I ain't got yeah. no mask on. Exactly. Right, right. Where's your mask? Let me search everything. Oh. Let me, search. Yeah, Let me exactly. get on. Yeah, right, right, behind some masks. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, right, right. 
people are going to do what they're going to do. And laws are only as good as the ones that can be enforced. Okay. Uh, no, so. you're right about that. It, it, you know, and that's a lot of a lot of things. You know, they're saying, oh, we're going to relax this. But it's like, okay, well, how y'all monitoring this shit? You know what I mean? Like, you leaving it up to each business to do that? Yeah, for Karen and them before like you that, a report. Failure, you know what I mean? set me up you set me up especially right. big time b yeah right. so now right. so that's it, it what your man if you don't like being around the people you about to be around i mean to me this worked out good if i don't like you if i don't know you i can wear my mask around you and if i'm comfortable and i like you or i'm not worried about you or whatever then i don't have to wear mine and i should be okay right you know and the argument against where that but the argument against that was your mask protects me, my mask protects you. But right. don't mandate that I protect you. Like, hold yeah. on. Just don't be around if you don't. Yeah, because like even with the saying, with, with some of the different things, traveling and whatnot, they're like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. you took your mask. I, yeah, I, I mean, get you that. took your vaccine, you, then you're cool. It's like, well, how are we proving this? Everybody wants to talk about this vaccination type of identification. But I ain't seeing nothing. I got my card, but I ain't seeing nobody saying, hey, where your card at? You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, and, I, and I'm a friend, type of verification. I, I, I'm a fan of if you in that plane, we both finding this metal tube together. Everybody better have their mask on. Because yeah. I flew during the pandemic. I went to Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I went to went to Vegas twice. I mean, we we drove up to Branson. I mean, I, I went to several places, mm-hmm. but I had my mask and I had goggles on. I didn't want yeah. my okay. eyes, my nose, my mouth. I was covering up big time. Yeah. Never got sick. You know, uh, uh, praise be to God. But um, you know, I was. I was not, you know, I was careful, but I'm all about mitigated risk. Have my gloves, yeah. have my sanitizer. Do control what you can risk. control. Control what you can control. Yeah, because you can't, you don't really know. Like, they tell you one thing, then something they say after that might, in your mind at least, somewhat contradict something else that was said, and now you, damn, well, can I, can I not? Sometimes you just got to use your common sense. Fuck right. with who you fuck with. Ask some questions. And, and that's probably the, your better right. Because if you right. just letting somebody else dictate what you can and can't do, you already taking chances. Yeah, you bad off already. All already. You know what I mean? So right. you know, I, I complete I completely see what you're saying. Hey, but back to school, you know, and, and to kind of end on this, you know, what do you think going forward? You know, this next school year, this school out, school out. I know y'all school, glad to finally yeah. get get this break. I know y'all right. y'all happy to finally, you know, relax a little bit from cause look, man, if I was in y'all shoes, I, I would be uptight almost every week, Monday through Friday, because any little thing could throw it for a loop, you know. And I I, I audit based on risk. We mitigate mm-hmm. risk. So I'm always in my life trying to make decisions on the thing that's not the riskiest, you know? And so what can, you know, the government or, or you know, the just the, the local officials, if you could determine it, but, you know, what, what could, could people do to help y'all out? I don't think people listening like that. And then also just as kind of a, a part a one a one b kind of th- question. What can parents do? You know, this summer to prepare going forward because you know homework don't come come home anymore, my G. 
Like, it, it, you know, that was the thing in Texas. Hey, look, we don't give kids homework like that. They do enough working. So we're going to kind of not really push the homework thing like they used to do back in the day. So now what they don't really realize, I get it, you're thinking of the kids, but what you what they don't see is you're taking away parents to be able to help because now you're not sending anything home. So now we just listening to the kid. And if they saying it's good, then we like, all right, well, ain't no paperwork coming home. Everything must be good, you know, a little bit, you know, so. But what what can help? Because I know a lot of these virtual kids not not up to par with the kids who've been choosing to go in. Yeah, I think uh, parents can. You know, I'm always my mom was an educator, so summers off were. I remember going to summer school and I was AB honor roll, but I still my mom wanted us to stay sharp. Cause she said mm-hmm. it was too much time. You lost too much. Even now, every year. I hop on Amazon and it's let's work on your spelling words. Let's work mm-hmm. on your times tables. Let's let's stay sharp. So mm-hmm. I think you can do that. Um, but I would caution parents not to go too far. Um, if you have a conversation about how to stay safe, uh, obviously, with whatever form of PPE you have available and feel comfortable with mm-hmm. uh, masks, gloves, sanitizer, um, temperature checks, uh, some of those things that we're doing at the school still. Um, I think that, you know, you get together, I feel like if you get together with your kids and and prepare them state of mind wise and maybe go through their test scores with them that they had uh, and help them in areas where you were short on math, you were short mm-hmm. on English, let's work on those things. But all that aside, the biggest thing I think you can do is I think you can take a break. Mm-hmm from drilling and killing your kids. They're mm. gonna, next year is going to be stressful enough. Do whatever you can do, time-wise and financially, to make the summer enjoyable. The quickest mm. way we can get back to some sense of normalcy is working on your social skills. Have a picnic. You know, go to the park, your backyard, amusement park. Have an ice cream. Have deep conversations with your students about setting goals, getting back on track, and the hard work and stick to that it's going to take to get over what we just went through. Mm-hmm. Going real, real hard on the school and this, that, and the other. Kids are resilient. Yeah. Focus on them. If they're, if they're behind in some areas, then focus on those areas. But hug your kids, man. Love them. Mm-hmm. Spend quality time with them. Let them know how much you appreciate them. You know, uh, kids, kids don't spell love, L-O-V-E. They spell it T-I-M-E. And that's some mm. hallmark hokey sounding shit that I heard when I first got into education. But it's facts, man. It's big facts. When you pour in the kids, when you know what they got going, when you know how they're feeling, and you make those those strong relationships, those emotional connections, man, they'll run through brick walls for you after that. Because they know that you care for them. And instead of you just talking at them or preaching about this or yelling or fussing, they know that it's coming from an area of love. Even when you lose it and go too far, they know that you love them. So, well, uh, what, what can we do as parents, you know, to work better with 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 their with their teachers and, and administrators? You know, I, I've always wondered that. What what are just some small tips? Because you know, sometimes the relationship isn't there, and sometimes it's not always told to either side what needs to be there. What What's some obstacles that's in, in the way? What, what can we do? Well, you know, I tell teachers, I, I tell teachers, all teachers, especially new teachers, and I tell them this at the beginning of the year. 
somebody told it to me and it rings true. I tell them, hey, listen, don't wait till there's a problem in your class to contact your parents. If the first time they hear from you is when something is wrong, just like the kids, they don't care how much you know because they don't know how much you care. Mm -hmm. So if the first time they hear from you is I'm having a problem with Johnny in my class, normally he's a good student. Well, how come you don't ever talk, call me and tell me he's a good student? Mm -hmm. Not only it's not some Jedi mind trick. Yeah, it, it, it increases buy in. But some of these kids, uh, uh, you know, they come from. Uh, single or or uh, dual parent households, but the parents work so much they never get to see them. Mm -hmm, you calling mm -hmm. and saying, "Hey, uh, this student, she did real great. You know, uh, uh, Sydney did great on her spelling words, or uh, 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 Jerome wrote a paper. It was great. You know, uh, Maria uh, did such and such, and she's one of my best students, and she's so helpful." Mm -hmm. That goes a long way. That parents gonna tell other parents. That kids gonna tell other kids. Now they know that you actually saw them do something good and took the time. So when you call and say, hey, man, I have a problem. Jerome kind of a little chatty in class. Oh, he is, is he? This is a teacher that called and gave you props. Mm -hmm, so I know mm -hmm. if they call, then this is an, it's an issue. Mm -hmm, Let mm -hmm. me correct it. Right. You have already established your relationship. On the flip side, if you are a parent and your child is going through something, the first time I hear your child is going through something shouldn't be when I call and say, this joker's sleeping in class all the time. It would be mm -hmm. cool if a parent say, hey, uh, Mr. Abdurazak, me and uh, uh, Martin's father are splitting up. Uh, you know, he's kind of going through it. Okay, now I know who not to call on. Now mm -hmm. I know who to pull aside and say, hey, you need to go, you need to go use a restaurant. Hey, you need to go take a walk. Or, hey, Martin, hang around. Let me ask you about this problem over here. And then as soon as everybody leaves, hey, I holler at Mom Dukes. Uh, I know mm -hmm. what's going through. Going, you know, I know what it's like. You can have I, how you feeling? I yeah. can help. I can strengthen my relationship with him in class if I know what's going on at the house. Yeah. Just like yeah. you can strengthen your scholastic relationship with him if you know what's going on in the classroom. Right. So communication is key. Parents can do a real good job. Uh, uh, you know, not trying to bail their kids out, but letting people know what's going on. I mean, it's just like, I mean. <laughs> You, I've been in this situation. You've been in this situation. When you mm -hmm. got a co-parent, that's essentially what you're doing with teachers. You're co-parenting. Yeah. You're co-parenting. I, I, I often, I will get uh, my ex-wife on the phone. Matter of fact, point in case, this Sunday, my 18-year-old is leaving for college. Mm -hmm. Me, my wife, uh, my 18-year-old, and my ex-wife, and all them other kids is going out to dinner so we can sit down. I'm going to show you, put, put my cards on the table type of dude. Ain't no mm -hmm. guesswork. You're not going to tell me something to tell them something. There's right. no miscues. There's no, no, because we're all here talking about, we're adult enough to talk about it, all of this together, so mm -hmm. we can develop the right plan of action for you. Teachers and students have to do the same thing, man. Yeah. They yeah. have to do, yeah. and, and parents have to reach out. Parents, parents, well, well, uh, how come I got to reach out? That's your job. That's your profession. Every teacher has, on average, 120, 160 students. Right. Your, I mean, you got to care, care about your kid, too. Your child got eight teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is it easier to reach out? Right, right. Your child right. got eight teachers. Well, nobody's supposed to care about yours more than you care about yours. Look, I believe That's your that responsibility. You're the parent. Right. You're right. the parent. I'm at the school. Hey, I ask questions. That's I'm, I I'm emailing. Hey, I noticed this kid got a 75. Uh, she should have an 85. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to get in that ass at the house. Yeah. But you, help me help you. 
Yeah. I've always said that early on. I let new teachers who don't know me and my parenting style, let them know early. Hey, look, I'm very involved. I'm willing to work with you, but you got to let me know. Well, let I me know. I won't hear nothing after the fact. I won't know in enough time to be able to change it for when it comes. Don't Here's hit my me phone when I can't yes. do nothing. It's too late. Here's my phone number. Here's yes. my email address. I'll be up there. As they've gotten mm-hmm. older, I'm less up there at the school, and I'm kind of watching from afar. Like, yeah. well, you need to have that in. Right. Well, did you study for it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looked like this grade was terrible. Right. You know, your ass going to be out of here going to tutorials, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining. Yes, yeah. You know, like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But look, man, hey, bro, it's always great catching up with you. Always, um, You know, I love your insight. I love your perspective. You know, we don't always look at it the same exact way, but the respect is always that because of, you know, you. it's many ways you can skin a cat. You know what I mean? You And that's you, the beauty and, of it, though. Yes, 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 yes. And so, and we've always saw that in our friendship, you know, and so it's much appreciated, you know. And I love the insight you can provide from an administrator point of view, you know, because the kids is what's the future, you know what I mean? They, if we ain't trying to figure out the best way to make them better, you know, we ain't going to be nothing going forward because we done. We didn't live. The, my mama said all the time, "Hey, look, I didn't. I'm. I'm, I'm I didn't live my life. You know. I'm, right. I, you know. It's all about you. It's all about the grant. I'm like, yeah, but you ain't. Don't you still want to be here? Yeah, but you know, it's different. You know, you really. Mm-hmm. We're late. You know, it's not a lot we could change, and it really be impactful. They have a lot more time, and the emphasis should definitely be on them. And and that's our issue as adults sometimes." we get in the way of, of the betterment of the actual kid yeah. involved, yeah. you know? So yeah. I appreciate you, my G. No, nah, man, I appreciate you. I, I mean, I like what you, I like what you got going. Um, I'm inspired, uh, you know, by, by who you are uh, as a man and as a dad. And this podcast has been a, a great outlet. I remember when you told me you were thinking about this, tinkering with it, and then you kind of got it started. Uh, so when I'm, uh, you know, trying to keep up with you, get my step count up. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. On the on the on the on the treadmill, yeah, yeah, You would not embarrass me out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I'm doing that, I plug up. Um, I got a few podcasts that I listen to. Most mm-hmm. of my financial literacy, you know, uh, uh, earn your leisure. Uh, shout out to them brothers doing big things. But yeah, more definitely, I like your. Um, I like your format. Uh, I like your intensity, frequency that you put out, uh, uh, new content. Um, I saw some merch online that I'm ready yeah. to get. You know I got you know I got some hey, stuff coming away. Yeah, hey, you know I got you with some stuff. I'm loving you know it. I mean? I'm loving it. And we need to plan another vacation as everything Most starts definitely. to open up. I miss kicking you with you in person, my G. Uh, but stay up and thanks again so much for having me. Man, appreciate you, my guy, and uh, I'm definitely being touching. If I dip through this this summertime, I'm definitely coming coming stop by so we could figure some shit out and, and and just hang out, man, and catch up like we used to, man. So I appreciate you. That's what's up, man. You stay up, man. All right, later, y'all. Yeah.